welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I'm your host, Tom Stanfill, with my sidekick and best co-host in the podcast business, Mr. Tab Norris. Thank Tab, you, Tom. Always how the a pleasure. Heck are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. You look, Sun is you shining. Look, you look great. You look Thank really you. good today. I don't know. You it's too. kind of, I don't know. I like the ensemble. Thank you. Tab, I may be more excited today about our, 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 and I, this could hurt some of our other guests. It could, this could hurt their feelings, but I may be more excited about this guest today than I've ever been about any guest. I hope none of our previous guests heard that. Or well, maybe and you, it's up there. It's you up know, there. I'm going to be right there with you because this guest, the three of us have spent some quality time together many, 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 many years ago, the early days of Aslan traveling the roads of this United States of America. Mm. And uh, we had some some amazing experiences. So I'm I'm in agreement with you. It's going to be fantastic to hear from Kelly. So yeah. So we are. We so jumping. Let's just jump in. Kelly Talamo is in the building. He is our he is our guest on 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 sales with Aslan today, and we have invited Kelly in on, onto the podcast because he is one of the most extraordinary communicators, speakers, motivational speaker. He loves that term, motivational speaker. We're gonna we're gonna unpack that. <laughs> in a he, loves that. He, loves that. he loves that. He loves that. He loves that sketch on Saturday Night Live about the motivational mm. speaker down by the river. He loves that. Loves to be associated with it. But no, seriously, Kelly is really one of the best communicators, especially on stage that I've ever seen. I've seen him speak to thousands. I've seen him speak to hundreds. I've seen him speak to three. And he um, is just phenomenal. And so today, Tab, we're going to yeah. talk about how yeah, do we do that. Yeah, we are. And, you know, here, here's our here's our title for today. Okay, you know, we, got a, we you got a formal title. You, you know working. me. We can I'm clean very it up later formal. and edit it. Very formal. Speaking made easy with Kelly T. What do you think? I kind of like that. I, I, I think I think I would like it better if it was made simple. Oh, not easy. simple. You're right. Okay. Simple. And the simple. goal is to share tips on speaking to groups of five or thousands. So that's what we're going to do. And, you know, like you, Tom, I have seen him do amazing things. And I'm always, every time I hear him speak, I'm like, dang, he's good. I, I'm picking up a tip or two every single time. So well, that, that's can't kind. wait. Kelly. I think you guys know you're two of my favorite people on the planet. And we have amazing history. Like, it's incredible. And and it's all good history, too. I, I can't even think about one or two rubs that we've ever had. I mean, there. Well, I, I don't know if I've ever said this to you, Kelly, but there is a little bit of a rub. <laughs> yeah, this is a perfect venue to really yeah, kind of get I, this out. I'm in the glad open. you brought that up. Because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got a real problem. Yeah, I got a. Let's just well, go obviously, ahead. you yeah. had trouble speaking to me about it. So this will be good. Well, here it's relevant to the topic today, Tab. Aren't uh, you a little? Aren't you a little upset or frustrated when Kelly gets the score? So Kelly uh, sometimes will deliver when he's not available. You know, when he's not speaking across the world on on major stages and and coaching and doing huge. Uh, events he will sometimes deliver workshops for us and i uh, often am replaced by kelly if i'm ever on a project and like no i don't want you anymore tom i want kelly yes. especially at our, our friends at american airlines uh oh, they, i was i was very much embedded in that project delivering 
delivering several workshops and then Kelly comes in. It's like, what well, we really, this is, I'm not making this up, but could you have, can we have Kelly, not you? And, and so I'm a little <laughs> upset about that, but I'm going to get past it. People were crying in his workshops and they weren't crying in yours, no, at least no not ever. the good kind. <laughs> I have that effect, I guess. <laughs> oh, seriously, though, love, love having you, Kelly. And I, I really I was excited about you joining us and sharing what you have learned about being an incredible communicator. So, so let's, let's just talk about your experience, kind of lead with, with how did it first happen for you? What was your first sort of big opportunity to speak, whether it was to a room of 10 or was it, was it a big audience? Was it, you know, over a hundred people? What, what was about, what, tell us about your first opportunity to speak. Yeah. Well, it was in the eighties when um, I was kind of new to uh, Christian circles. And so I, I got asked to speak at a couple of, um, I give your testimony, those kinds of little things, you know, and, um, and they all, they always went well. And I did that off and on for I think, five or six years and then moved right. to Atlanta. And then when I was in Atlanta, I was in a small group with my pastor. And we were at a fairly large church, Roswell in Roswell, like a thousand people. And his father passed away suddenly on a Wednesday night. And he called my house on a Wednesday night and he said, I need you to speak Sunday. Whoa. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so like in front I of said, a thousand Whoa. people. You went from you went from like I'm sharing in small groups to like a thousand people. A thousand and it's people. a real yeah. sermon. Like yeah, for real. And, and, and it's with, and, with probably and, Bible and stuff. And, yes, and he said, and I oh, and I he said, I, I want you to talk on the beauty of death. Because <laughs> 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 his father, his father had just passed away suddenly and he needed somebody to to fill. Yeah. And it was Wednesday night. And so I said, oh, well, I mean, I hesitated, but I did <laughs> yeah. say, I did say, well, I, you know, I'm a little confused because you have five pastors on staff. Like, why don't you just call them? And yeah. he said, because they're not ready and you're oh, ready. Wow. Well, Damn. did you know said, you were ready? No. I know, but for him to think I was catapulted me. Right. Wow. And so, and then, and this is kind of how my career is going. And so I studied and I did my homework and, and he wanted a positive spin on death. He was not sad about his father dying. Mm -hmm. As you know, Mm -hmm. he had those beliefs. So when it was over, I had been trying, I had been trying for, two years to get time with Pat McMillan. Pat McMillan is one of the top team building consultants people in the Atlanta area. And he has a, uh, a firm called Triaxia Partners. And uh, I actually landscaped his yard because that's what I was doing at the time. I was in the so landscape. You, you, went, you went from landscaping to like, like I did. Now you're, now I you're did. Gonna, and so I was actually in Pat's yard and we would go to breakfast and lunch. And he would always tell me these consultive um, tips, like build your message and those mm-hmm. kinds of things, you know, those corporate, <laughs> those corporate things right. that you're supposed to know. And I, um, at the, at the service I delivered and then before, but I never could make any, any headway with Pat. He was always build your message and he always put me off a little bit. And at the service, 
I said, amen. And I came down from the stage and he was at the bottom of the stage. And he said, Kelly, you've got communication skills we could leverage in the corporate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's launched. It was launched <laughs> that said, day. I've been trying to tell you that. <laughs> anyway, and uh, he goes, awesome. be at my office Wednesday. And that was, and he would teach me these little baby um, team building modules to deliver in factories. And I asked him, I said, well, why am I delivering them? And he said, well, they're blue collar workers and they'll kill me. They'll destroy me. <laughs> but you relate to these people. So I'm going to teach you the principles on Wednesday and that following Monday, you will deliver them. And, and he said, and if we do well, if we do well, if you, if you, if you, this client is pleased we have 10 more factories that wow. to do. So this was like the beginning. And, um, awesome. and yes. And so that's, that's how so I, that's kind of where you got. So you went from land, you know, your I own landscaping far. business. If I remember correctly, mm -hmm. you got invited by the pastor. Now you're speaking church that went well, Pat McMillan hires you to then facilitate workshops for a manufacturer. And so kind of that launches you. Right. So, and, so kind of move forward to, so our audience can get a feel for okay. um, kind of where you are now. You now do keynote addresses for companies with how many, give me, give us some of the audience size and organizations. Well, like in February, I know we've done some together. Yeah. Yeah. In February coming up, I'll be doing the national convention for Pegasus residential and there'll be like 350 in the audience 350 people mm -hmm. awesome mm -hmm. well, i've been with you with there's been a, you've done major I, I don't know the largest ones but i know over a thousand so yeah. so tell us tell us how did you because this back to the, whether you want to talk about your first sermon or or talk or uh your typical talks that you give how do you overcome stage fright how do you get past that and it maybe what comes to mind is because you i mean when you are gonna have to preach on the beauty of death i would be <laughs> petrified oh, yeah. i don't know if that's something you probably would that would be easy for you it's right in my sweet spot i mean i'm really kind of a death guy so but there are topics i would have stage fright about you are exactly yeah. right you know like maybe clothing or some kind of uh, well, environmental yeah well you know. I, I guess i guess um just so to, how did you how did you like how do you do that how do you because i've seen you in many situations where i go that that's intimidating how do you get over how do you become yourself in such an awkward environment how do you is there any any tips for us who whether we're making a presentation to you know a room of five and a lot's on the line so we get nervous or yeah anytime where that spotlight comes on or like dance yeah yeah now so so i, I will i will say this though i'm i'm do not want to get the impression that i do not get excited yeah okay. i do get excited and i only get nervous if i'm not prepared okay and, and so when someone says to me Hey man, I I really really um, am, am petrified of public speaking, and I always say, well, actually, you should be. Yeah. And they'll say, like, why? I said, because if if you don't know that you have something to say for the audience that's in front of you, whether it's three or three hundred, 
you should be nervous. Yeah. Because you are invading one of the most incredible places that a person has where they actually sit down to listen to you. Yeah. So we assume that nervous. we yeah. assume that's going to go on on a one-on-one that they we, we both know, all of us know that that's not always the case, that people are really there to listen to you. And so yeah. when I answer this question, I want you to know, this is something I grew into. So we're talking about 25 years of this, 30, mm-hmm. probably 30 yeah. years of this. So, but um, I think when I realized, first of all, that the whole idea of the stage was not about me, that was a turning point. Ah, okay. that's huge. Okay. Not about me. It's and then there's a me. mindset. Okay. There's really, um, as, I, as I've studied stage fright and tried to get people to read things about mm-hmm. stage fright, um, there's two orientations that a person can have. Would you like to hear these two things? We'd love, yes. we'd love it. Yeah. I love okay. things in twos or threes. So mm-hmm. one, one is called a, a performance orientation, okay. which means that you view public speaking as something that requires a special skill and you see the role of an audience as a judge who's mm. constantly evaluating the presenter you are. Oh, wow. yes. That's a performance. Good. Excuse me. That's really good. That's, that's rich. a performance never... orientation. That's how I, that's how I look at it. Me too. Okay. In contrast, a communication orientation means that the main focus is on expressing your ideas and presenting information or telling a story in such a way that you know, the audience will benefit. Mm. So oh, it's okay. very simply, it's a self-centered versus an other-centered approach. Oh gosh, that's good. Okay, so for people with with a communication orientation, the objective is to get through the audience the same way they got through people during an everyday conversation. So for me, it's just a conversation with two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said something that, that that's really good, Kelly. You you said something. It, it's it's begging this question. To Go me, for it. Is what is your framework for preparing? Because you just said the way you you take away some nervousness and feel confident and is to be prepared. Do you have any tips or you know any ideas around best practices around prep? Okay, so for me, if, if, if someone went to my website and said, looked up public speaking, you would see a little three minute video clip and this is how I prepare. Um, I have three stage process, discover, design and deliver. So the first thing I do is I discover what is it, what problem does this, what is it that the person that talks to me uh, about speaking there, what is it that they're trying to solve? They call me for it because they have a problem they're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. Do they want to implement a change or they want to spread some news or they want people excited about something or they want to understand a concept that there's a problem. So once I understand that, so just like in sales, my first step is to get a discovery meeting because If I don't do that, I don't know what the heck I should even be talking about. <laughs> right. I mean, really? Yeah. And, and see, again, it's like, well, I got so much to say, but it doesn't matter if, if, the, if the client's not interested. What, mm. what good is all your information? 
So, so I get a discovery meeting, I discover mm-hmm. what it is and ask questions like, for example, what is, if, if your people could walk away saying one thing about this time, what would it be? Saying or doing one thing. I, that mm-hmm. is a home run question because wow, that's a good. lot of times people yeah. don't even, they don't think about it. Um, yeah. I think that's so critical, Kelly, because when, when we're, we're in a sales role, we have so many things we can talk about and it's so hard to narrow and time is, time is the villain because we just have limited time. We can't talk about everything. We're given 45 minutes, we're given an hour and then we lose some of that time because of right. either we start late or somebody leaves or, and it's like, how do we triage down to this one thing that we're going to say, if they leave with this one idea, that's, that's huge. And that takes a lot of pressure off to deliver one thing, maybe two, but it, or maybe even three, but at least not 20, it's not 10. Yep. But there needs to really just be one overarching Pick thing. one thing. Okay. Yeah. It's just guys. Yeah. You know, and um, that's the controlling idea of that particular speech. Like for example, in Aslan, mm-hmm. you, Everything that we teach at Aslan, everything has to me, okay, so we, we, we've never talked about this, so you may even disagree about your own company. <laughs> but there is, to me, there is one controlling idea, whether you're doing a catalyst workshop or a sales workshop, anything that Aslan, there is one controlling idea, and that is you can be more successful and more fulfilled when, if, if you're other-centered. That's, I that's agree. it. Bingo. That yeah. is the guy, he's been listening the last yeah, 25 that's years. That's really true. It's exactly how we say it. you'll be more fulfilled yep. and more successful if you serve. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Or other centered. So, so, but if I go in with a performance orientation and I'm thinking every word, they're judging every word. I'm, can you can, just imagine how far that distance distances me from real content that might help? Mm. Because it's all about me. Yeah. You know, I am I turned the right way? Am I, am I moving too much? Am I moving my hands too much? All those things you, you do mm-hmm. need to work on, right? Because when, t- until you see yourself on video, you have no idea how bad you are. <laughs> but, but it can be, it's, it's just too distracting if we're comfortable and we have some gaps in our delivery, even, but if we're comfortable because we're focused on this one idea, people are going to be, it's going to resonate with people. Just like if we were sitting down at lunch with them and telling them that one idea, they're not going to be too worried about, you know, if we did our hand gestures a little weird or whatever we, they they're won't. Not, yeah, well, it, it, it could be better, but it's still the message you're going to deliver. You just nailed it. That's why perform. But if you're, if you have a performance orientation, that's yeah. not true. You're everything. Exactly. It's all about those details. It's all about that. And it, you're given grace if right. you openly are about mm-hmm. serving the people that show up and it's not about you and it's about them, there's grace. So even, mm-hmm. then you can go tighten it up and they still took a ton away from it. And mm-hmm. I've seen, I've not that you have gaps with the other pieces, but that's what people feel. They that's feel right. like feel. it was feel. all about them. Yeah. And, and you key. were real and authentic, which is yes. what draws people now is this authentic, not, not super polished marketing hype it's are you real like you come across as like i'm just here and i'm just going to share some truth with you okay so so let's move to that's that's discover 
then what is it? So what we got to figure out this one thing, this one problem, one need they have, which will drive your one controlling idea, if I'm getting that right. And then you mm -hmm. move to design. What do we need to know about design? Yeah. Okay. So when it, when it comes down for design, that's to me where um, the hardest work is because now I have to, I have to study, maybe look up some, do some research, dig in for a story, but it all has to fall under the controlling idea. Okay. And if I don't do that, I'm, I, I'm immediately distancing myself from the audience. Mm. So I, I, I begin with maybe a, a little outline. This is how I want to open. And I, and <laughs> would you, would you, would you guys agree? Oh, let me, let me just ask this question to set mm -hmm. this up. Do you have more trouble beginning or ending a presentation? Always beginning. Always beginning. Always but I would say the second, the second would be ending. <laughs> yeah. In the middle, you have no problem. <laughs> yeah, in the middle yeah, is exactly. the easier part. The begin <laughs> beginning by far, though, is the most difficult when I first stand up there. Totally. Uh, uh, and I'm, it's just such an, to me, an awkward environment where when you stand on, and even if you just walk in a room with 10 people or five people and they're like, okay, do your thing. Go. Go. And it's like, it's like the comedian thing. It's like, okay, be funny. You yeah. Know, they just stare at you like, be funny. And you're like, I'm not funny now. I was funny a minute ago, but I'm not funny <laughs> now. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I had, and it was, it was, he was thousands of people. I don't even know yeah. how many, but I'm, I, you know, that's not my sweet spot. That's Tom, Kel, you guys do that. You know me, I love my groups of 20 to 30. But I was asked to speak at this big national convention and they asked me for my walk-up music. Oh, I have to have walk-up music. So it's like, phew, I thought back in black, maybe too strong. I didn't want to go with that. So uh, I don't even know what I went with, but you know, so you're walking through the crowd with your music blaring yes. and you stand mm -hmm. up and all I see is this light in my face. And it's like, what am what am I doing? Yeah. I am I'm gonna I just gonna pass out and die. Yes, because in that setting, you you don't realize that you actually may not even see the people you're talking to. No, oh, yeah, I couldn't see anything but a light, bright light. I thought I'd gone to heaven. <laughs> That's a little difficult. That's a little difficult. But the beginning, so let's go to the beginning because a lot of people will say, you know, I'm I'm good once I get started. I'm like, how yeah. do you know that? <laughs> how do you know that yeah, yeah. just feel yeah. it maybe you're not yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then inevitably yourself? inevitably i'll coach someone on a speech and i will tell him hey listen do you are you able to define clearly the problem you're about to solve because if they are then i can help them to begin because uh, you really want to start with the problem they're about to solve but that sounds so unsexy Mm -hmm. okay yeah. so and, and inevitably i'll say this to you inevitably people will go oh, oh yeah i I'm, I'm ready for that and then they'll come back and say um but but i'm but but, but i'm gonna i'm gonna open up with this joke you, you, uh, let, me, let me tell you this joke and because i'm gonna need an icebreaker and i go whoa whoa whoa, whoa. before you open up with this jerk this joke let, let me let me see if i this makes sense tell me if this makes sense to you there are right now, as we speak, about a half a million professional comedians out of work, and you're mm -hmm. going to open up with a joke. Yeah. How, how's that lining up? Not me. Yeah, because, because jokes are all about timing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're all about timing. Now, I believe in being funny, 
but I, I, to my knowledge, I don't think maybe once at a men's conference, I told a joke and I was sorry I did because mm -hmm. how do you get from the joke to see, because they're sitting there going, even if they laughed now, they're even further away from you than when you started. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and if, if you're nervous, fixed any, and wait, you're let me, let's make it worse. Yeah. If that won them over, you better have four or five more to keep going because they might not be into your content. They just yeah, were into your it. joke. Got so I, I don't believe in that. I just, because I want to, so, so here's a, here's an opening line. I think if you're having trouble knowing how to start, Every time you go to speak somewhere, you've always you've already spoken to someone who's hired you, right? Mm -hmm. And they tell you these different things about their group. So if you if you have trouble starting, how about this? I'll ask you if you think this is a good way. I was talking to Barry yesterday, um, earlier in the week about the conference, and we were going over the different things we could talk about. But when he said that you guys tend to struggle with X. I thought I could help. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's very similar too, by the way, because you said right that you want leg room. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna recommend a first class seat. Yeah, it's just basically articulating their problem in a way that they're gonna start. It's like showing them a picture of themselves. They're gonna Correct. look at it. If the more Correct. you describe them, the more you get the head nods. And even if you're, what if you're a little off, Kelly? What if you're wrong? I guess you couldn't be wrong if you've done your discovery. Right? You'll yeah, always be wrong. I wouldn't be, well, what if I'm wrong? Tell me what you mean by that. Well, sometimes we're speaking to audiences. I know this happens to me. You're speaking to an audience where you can't do discovery to the level. So for example, I've spoken at leadership conferences where there's a thousand people in the room and you kind of generally know their position, but you they're all from different companies. So you, you try to, but I, that's where sometimes I get a little, I struggle with the, the opener. Cause I think I might know the problem. Now I could mm. try to pick a problem that everybody's interested in or pick three, but at least the fact that I'm struggling to communicate that this is about them. I've always found that it's helpful. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. I, I totally cut to your point being, and even if you're wrong, you're being other centered, right? You tried to be other centered and you tried mm -hmm. to have that meeting, but you didn't. So therefore it, 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 it feels vulnerable a little bit. It feels very yeah. human. Would you agree with that, Kelly? Mm -hmm. It does. It, it definitely feels a little human. If, if, and if it was generic, like you're like what you're just saying, I think I would cite, and Andy Stanley does this really well. He'll mm -hmm. cite Principles. three or four categories. Ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ah. And, you and you can't miss. You know, some of you. Some of you are in So you're all, somebody's going to identify themselves in, the, in a bucket. I love that. They there find in their place in the story you're about to tell. Okay, I love that. So start off with the idea, okay, some of you may be here. You may be in a leadership role for the first time, or you may be new to this, or you or you're here here. So if you come up with three categories, everybody nods their head. Yeah. Yeah. And then you learn how to connect the one thing to each of the three. Correct. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's a way to do that. I don't, you know, this is as much art as it is science. Yeah. But um, uh, Kelly, we can't but, sell art. We got to sell science. I know. So you need to make can, it well, science. Gonna, so we're going to package this later and provide it as science that works every time. And it's really easy. And, and it's, it's going to come in a kit. And it's $19.99 plus tax and shipping and handling, mm -hmm. which is like $300. Yeah. So 
No, I know there is some art. Um, well, and I think the art for me, as we've talked about preparing, is knowing what what the preparation, what the which you're probably getting a little of design here, what the design is going to look like live. It took me, I don't know how many reps before I, I, I knew if I was prepared enough and my design was sound. Um, so that's a science piece to me so that you, you know, you know, I now know I don't have it. I, I got to do further work. I think I've got it, but I don't, I now know how to work through my design. So any tips that you can provide on when you move to the design stage where you know, you've put an outline together, that's going to hit the mark, any, any, um, ways that you assess your work that tells you ah, I'm not there yet, or I got more work to do, or this is it. I think when I see a point that I cannot, um, if I cannot find how personally this relates to my audience, like I may read something about I'm blank right now, but I may read some, I may read something about sales. Okay. That's okay. a hard one. That's a hard one because everything I know about sales, I really learned from you and we learned together. And when we were in the beginning, when Aslan first started, it was this, mm -hmm. it was like, if you remember, there was this massive discovery for a two or three years. And I got to be a part of that. You know, y'all mm -hmm. would, you would go, Hey, what do you think about this? And, and then it would, it would be, so that's a, that's a magic moment for me. But I think along the way, every time we found something, like if you're going to show a Tommy boy clip, well, well, so it's funny, but how does that relate to where I'm taking this audience? And having so, that down where you can articulate that to the audience. Correct. Whether it's a clip I use or a personal story, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm about to uh, unfold. I'm going to let them into a little slice of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, as you guys said, I think it was, well, you had me read that, listen to that podcast where the gentleman opens up with his failure. Right, right. Like, yes. I mean, so I, I even, even when you asked me to talk about public speaking, I'm thinking, I don't really have that much to say about it. But I started thinking about my about when it didn't go well and what do Ooh. I, and why yeah. didn't it go well? And, and I think you had asked me, you sent me one particular question. I'll just run to it right now because I think it's germane to this moment. And that is, you said, you know, what do you wish you had known mm -hmm. right. when you started? Mm -hmm. And above, without a doubt, I wish I'd had known that the moment was not about me. Yeah. Mm. And not, not, I think maybe I had head knowledge of that, but really believe that. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can tell when you, <clears throat> when you visit people that you haven't seen from a workshop in three mm -hmm. or four years, if it was about you, they have nothing to say about it. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. a clue. Right, but yeah. when you walk in a room and someone goes, drop the rope from five years ago, eight years ago, or somebody writes you an email and tells you that they dropped the rope with their husband Yeah. after right. 20 years, you're like, okay, that was not about me. That was, yeah. about me. and that's we're making a, headway. That's a really good point. Um, 
one of the things though, I, I think you may not struggle with that. I think a lot of us mortals do <laughs> is they're so nervous that even if I prep correctly, so my prep, I get to the point where I know how every point I want to make, I know how I can describe their world. And that's when I, I, I feel really confident because that's also another kind of a key for me as I go, I'm feel really confident and passionate about this topic and about the points I'm going to make, because I can describe their world in a way that, um, you know, is going to, is going to connect. Like I, I, there's no, sometimes I'm kind of fuzzy about it. Oh, I'll make that point. And I'm like, no, I need to actually write it out. What am I specifically going to yes. say that connects the dots for them? So it's not something I'm going to do on the fly. Like I actually articulate it word by word, how I'm going to unpack their example and connect them to the point. And so I get to that point, but then that's where I start to get passionate. I feel comfortable and I know the points I'm going to make. But then if I'm so nervous that even my prep doesn't carry the day, is there anything, meaning I, I'm in my head, yeah, right? Because I'm, I'm not natural and comfortable. Because I actually think the, the nervousness is two things. It's one, it's either a prep problem or it's a rep problem. Meaning, oh, that's I, good. That's, see, that's right. Catchy. Like I got to do more of it. And I found like, for example, when I moved to, and I'm, there's going to be a question here somewhere. When I moved to virtual, for example, and I had to yes. talk to a screen and a wall and yeah. I wasn't talking to anybody. I literally was looking at a camera and talking to nobody. I was uncomfortable and I had the same prep, but I didn't have the reps. And so I needed to get in front of people and do this several times before so any comments about, and I'd love to hear from you, Tab, too, because you had to make mm -hmm. that transition. Like, mm -hmm. how do you know it's a prep problem or is it a rep problem? Or it could be a design problem. Maybe that maybe that's confusing. Maybe they'll just call it a prep problem or a rep problem. You go first, Kelly. Well, it's a, there isn't, um, I think the correct word is um, autonomic nervous system response i think yeah. it's called seriously yeah um, it's a response that that is a natural response to any threatening stimulus okay yes and so you have to ask yourself what is the, what is the threat here actually mm -hmm. and partially is we are totally overemphasizing the stakes about how we frame this up like we're going to go so minutia in it we're we're overemphasizing the fact that um i could say it simply and make my point ah uh, so we're making it too complicated we 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 overthink it mm -hmm. because because mm -hmm. it's um it's a belief system right and going back to that um those two thoughts are beliefs. If you're either performance oriented or communication oriented, that's a mm -hmm. belief that I, and I, I've seen, I've seen you transform with a, a belief trans. I mean, I don't have to talk you into being other centered because you believe it and you live like that, but still you, you still can do things that are self-centered. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. Yeah. So here I am thinking I'm overthinking something and I'm not past, I'm never, I'm never past that. But in prep, I find if I write out what I want to say, I may have to look at it twice, but I'll probably never, I'll, mm -hmm. I rarely bring a note up. I will, yeah. I will say that I think 
if, if, if my, my belief about this, and I think you're in a different category than the mere mortals, is I prepare to the point where my brain is going to go blank because mm. I've had that happen. Because, you know, when you, if you, certain situations can happen, and, and I have some trauma related to this. I, I was very comfortable speaking in front of groups of people up until my senior year in high school. So I had a couple opportunities to do that and I didn't mm. care. I didn't think about it. I was a communicator. I didn't put any pressure on myself. And then, <laughs> then I, one time they said, hey, you're president of this chapter. It was called FCA, you're, you're president. So we want you to stand in front of the school and just tell everybody about FCA. And I'm like, no problem, I can do that. That's not a big deal, I'll do that. So I'm sitting on the stage and I'm like maybe number eight and I'm looking at the entire school and I see the first person go, I have prepared zero. I'm just going to get up there and talk. I'm just going to wing it. I'm you know, whatever. I got a gregarious personality. I'll just go with it. And by the time they got to me, I stood up there and I completely went blank. I mean, I don't have a clue what I said. So that like marked me that became like a trauma. And so anytime I spoke, I remember one time I was invited to talk to eight eighth graders when I was in college, I couldn't sleep for three weeks. <laughs> so my point is, I'm saying all that is it took me a lot of reps to get comfortable and get through that, that, that um, nervousness. Yes. And what really helped me is like you said, write it out. Um, and so I've got to the point where if I'm comfortable, I can go back to, I've got a high level thing that I can refer to a little notes, like maybe five words I can refer to. But at the same time, I've written this thing out so many times that I've actually memorized my talk. If it's one of those situations where I could go blank and it's kind of my blankie, I never, mm -hmm. I'm always okay, but it, it gives me that comfort that if I'm ever yeah. get to that point, but I don't, you know, but I do think no. it's a combination of reps and prep. So Tab, what tell, what if, what are some things you do to get I, very similar? I, I I have to start write out detail one time, mm -hmm. and then I do I do three level. I start with a detail everything I want, and then I'll lock it down to a lighter, a slimmer outline. Then I go to a slimmer outline, and then I go to a fourth one card. Oh, everything I, I have to come to everything I'm going to talk about is on one card, and those five things are all I need. If I go completely blank. I can look at that and I can say something and yes. I never look at it, but I have it. And it was yeah. all the effort it took. And then when I'm done at that point, then it's all about what Kelly said, because I may perform. I struggle with performance. I want to be yeah. awesome. I want people to go, wow, he's great. That's a bunch of junk. Yeah. I need to, I just, the biggest thing I can do is go walk around the block and tell myself, this is all about them. This is not about me. This is mm. all about them. This is not, what's the worst case? I'm an idiot. I say everything backwards. <laughs> I'm still okay. You're still going to be okay. <laughs> I'm still going to be okay. You. I'm going to still love you. <laughs> Tom, I always have you yeah. and Kelly. But anyway, I mean, but to me, it is all about prep and then relax. Yeah. You reset the compass, right? And um, I, I will do that. I will have a card if I if I ever need it, and there it is. And 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 if I if I actually forget something, I will say something like, you know, I actually forgot what's next. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've go. done that. Definitely. I mean, because I think by that by that point, people know that I'm I'm one of them. So lack of experience is a is 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 a can be. Uh, there is no. You're right. There is no substitute for, for reps. reps. Yeah. You, know? you got to have, when I think too, it's create a safe place, like find some place where you can talk to a couple of people and get the reps. You agree with that, Kelly? 
Well, I think for us, the, the mm-hmm. three of us was that place for me, for yeah. corporate, for corporate yeah. training, you know, um, you know, Pat, he, he literally, he just taught me a few things and threw me out there. And he said, you have to remember, like, none of these guys have ever gone to college. I mean, you will be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, just right. don't act like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can relax. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> right. That's good. That's good. Um, I, anything yeah. else? I mean, I think I feel like you've you've answered most of my questions, Tom. I, I know you. you have, well, I've got a, I got a couple. Of, I got a couple of more tab that that, that we 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 uh, Kelly kind of raised or talked about earlier that I want to double click for a minute is delivery. Anything about, you talked about discovery, design, and delivery, anything related to delivery that we need to know that, that ensures that we're, cause, and and maybe a piggyback question is, is what I think effective delivery is when people believe what you believe, like, and when people deliver with confidence or passion that pulls us in. So what is it that what do we need to know about delivery and where does your confidence and passion come from? Okay. So let's do the delivery part first. Okay. Um, People are, people may, if you're, if you're quote unquote good, they may actually want to believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. However, um, just knowledge never transforms anyone. Okay. So, and this is my hardest thing is structuring a call to action that actually proves that you just bought into what I said. Okay. What do you mean by that? All right. So there needs to be a call to action at the end. I remember like it was yesterday, you and I were having dinner in South Carolina, Tom, and it was maybe a couple of weeks after the North Point thing and what there was like 7,000, 5,000 people there three times. So 15,000 people and you loved it. But you said, Kelly, I didn't sense a real call to action at the end. And you were right. Like, I didn't like that you said it. I'm like, wait a minute. I just got an applause from, from 15,000 people. And yeah, who's this guy? What's he talking about? I was unnervous without notes. I mean, you found something, but that is so true. Now, the reason I, I, for me, ending is more difficult than beginning. Ah, uh, okay. By far, like landing the plane. It used to be I would circle with more information. I right. learned that that's a dead end. Like you run out of gas. Think about okay. that. Yeah. You're right. circling the airport, but you run out of gas. You don't I mean, land the plane. You got to land the plane. Gotta, the plane's coming down one way or the other. You, mm-hmm. you ought to land. <laughs> you are going to get off the stage. <laughs> you eventually are going to get off the stage. Right. It either is an elegant landing or, or it's just kind I'm of going to drag crash. you off. Yeah. Right. I, I, I realized that I fought a call to action because, because I know I'm going to rub up against people and they may not like me now. Oh, like okay. They loved me up until this point, but now I'm going to ask them to go do something. Uh, now it's getting personal. Now it's getting personal and they got to change their structure. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I've, I've learned the hard way about delivering a call to action and landing the plane. And the so, last, and the last thing that you say is always the most important thing. So you should end with um, 
with something that has to do with your theme. You should restate your theme, the reason, the reason that we're there. So I, I, I always try to end with something that just wraps up my talk, but I've probably said it five times already. Yeah. So just wrap up the talk, remind them of the one thing. So that's the key to close. You were saying the confidence, the confidence. Um, tell where me where did that bit. come from? Yeah. Wait, where does so your where, confidence come from? Where does, yeah, where do you, you, know, you talked about people believe not necessarily what you believe. It's more about, I think you were saying something that's more about emotion. You've got to get them. It's, it's more than just a belief, right? To get them to act, which is you led you to talk about call to action. But is there anything that you well, would say about getting people to, to experience what you're saying more so than just the facts or just logic? I, th I think people tend to lean into people who are passionate about what they what they're talking about, okay. first of all. Mm -hmm. OK, yep. so I can't I can't fake that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you first hit me with sales training, I wasn't passionate about it until I started to see that this is transformational. This is a way that people it. I mean, Gosh, I mean, you've said it on every podcast, but this is has to do with real life. Yeah. So anything that has to do with a person shaping their life, I'm I'm passionate about that or reshaping their life. I think yeah. that's the key. And I think as, as you say that, that's what's resonating with me is when what's that? It, it, well, just we we all are passionate about something. Right. So it's like if we're given a talk for somebody else or we're trying to perform, then we might miss the fact that what is it that we're so passionate about and what is the thing that we're, we love um, and what is it that we want to talk about? And when you can identify that and, if, and relate it to your talk, so it's a win-win. It's like the audience is going to win because this is what they care about. This is the problem. And you're going to share what you're passionate about and the truth related to that. And you start, and I, this is what I feel. When I start to put my outline together, I start to get excited. Mm -hmm. And I can tell when I'm like, oh man, I cannot wait to talk about this. Like, oh, this is versus I don't know what to say, or I'm trying to work on, I'm not ready because I haven't landed it because that's not what I'm going to walk on the stage. And by the way, I always tell myself, it's not my truth, right? I don't have to, I'm not the one saying I'm going to create truth and deliver it. I'm just saying, you know, this is the truth that we all know, and I'm just going to package it in a way that hopefully you'll see that addresses your problem. And so it's, it's about figuring out what you're passionate about, what's the truth about that, and then being able to drill down to that you can communicate it in a way that, that, that means something to the audience. Right. Okay. So in preparation, I look at it as I'm picking these people up at a station. Mm -hmm. and I'm Ooh, I like that. I'm taking them somewhere. If I, you know, if you give somebody a ride and all you do is drive in circles, they want out. Uh, but but if they know, oh my gosh, you're going to take me where I need to go, then so one of the ways to get mm, people I to like buy that. into an action item is to um, foreshadow or give, and I got this from Donald Miller, is foreshadow the climactic scene. This is mm -hmm. what your life would look like mm -hmm. if you implement this. Imagine being able to walk in and be all there for your teenage daughter who you've had tension with for the last five years, what would that be like? Mm. Yeah. 
I love now, it. I, I love that idea. I love that analogy of picking them up at a station. What would you say to help so they would get in the car? And then what would you say? Yes. Then you would tell them, this is where we're going. And okay. And then let's do some yeah. scenery along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are the stories that. to me, as you're looking out the window and you, you can weave in a little scenery, <laughs> but sooner or later, they want out the car. Right. So you've been with an Uber driver who's got an awesome scene. He's great to be with. And he, and he leans back and says, did you, are you enjoying this? And like, this is the best Uber ride I ever had. And he says, good. Cause I don't really want to stop. <laughs> you're like, you're done. We're done. We're finished. <laughs> Some great uh, stuff here, Tab. Before we ask Kelly, our last two questions that we're, we're now asking all guests. Yes. This is a new, a new twist. Um, uh, favorite point today mine i'll give you some time to buy into i got I, my favorite is the and i'm stealing i know i'm probably gonna steal from you tab performance orientation versus communication orientation that was that was rich that was a break hands for me. down that's i the love that i'm and i'm my second is the whoa, idea whoa, whoa. you can't no, no, do no, okay that's not fair that's right. unfair I was just, I take the whole pick. talk and then this I, is I, my I problem oh my i liked his hat yeah, really? and my problem is tab. I can't pick the one thing. That's my problem. <laughs> I think you picked the winner. I think that was really good. Uh, and if mine doesn't match, you can bring yours in. My okay. set, my my second was your prep tip, just on okay. discover, design, and deliver, and really mm -hmm. how you kind of called that out. I mean, I thought that was really good too. But if you have something else, Tom, you can throw that in. I love the journey idea. I just, that, that visual really connected with me is if I'm talking to somebody for 30 minutes, it's a journey. It's like, I'm going to pick them up. Why would they, why would they ride with me? Right. And what would I say? I got to tell them where we're going. And then, and then, then, then there's kind of a, for some reason that makes sense to me. There's a, there's a logical pathway to yes. get to the journey and, and what's that going to look like? Because it's, you can't just, you're not going to just get there. There is a journey. So I love that. Um, I'm going to have to marinate on that. All right. Close with our last two questions. One, tab. one thing. Oh, you got another thing. point. Okay. Uh, good. Okay. Oh, we got, we got one more to add. Another, another point. Hold on. Well, Hold on, everybody. Well, my favorite is one I didn't get to say, but I want to get this out. And we got to get it out there then. Okay, all right. Let me get, okay. we, this no, by the way, you get, paid, you get paid the same, Kelly, same. whether you share this I, tip I know, or not. I, know. I get to take so the here's, same. Here's what, here's what I think helps me to continually connect. To me, there's a speaker's dance going on. Okay. A communication mm. dance always there's always a dance okay so and if a dance is always between two people i mean unless you're doing a solo so i'm not doing a solo dance i dance solo a lot so this doesn't relate <laughs> right. this, with a partner good I'm not clarification I'm not following. <laughs> <laughs> no the performance orientation i could be a solo act but this oh, okay. i look at this as a dance of a couple okay. the audience and myself okay. and the, and we, I feel like I need to continually live in tension between the content I'm bringing and where my audience is on this journey. Okay. So yeah. the more I'm connected to my content, and like, in other words, this content is the greatest. They need all nine of these points. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to get them out. I got slides. I mean, not one of them can be... If, 
the more I'm connected to content, the less I can read the audience. That goes back to your prepare. Yep. If you're prepared, if, if I know my content, then I can shift my focus to the audience. Yeah. You just when, focus, you're in a, yeah. when you're in a sales workshop and I know, I know you guys have experienced this and uh, when you're in a sales workshop and you've got that one guy, that salesman that's been there, he's been in sales for 32 years with his arms crossed in the front right side mm. of the room with his arms crossed saying, I dare you to teach me something. Mm -hmm. I, my material is worthless to that. Mm. So there's two components, I think that has to be to, to make any presentation, whether it's three people or 33 or 3,300. And that is, it has to be engaging and it has to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's engaging and not helpful, I just entertained. Mm -hmm. If it's helpful and not engaging, it's useless because they weren't there to find out the information. They left. You lost receptivity. You yeah. lost receptivity. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah, it's like you, you, you got, yeah, I got it. That's, that's engaging. A that's good. You got, it's two dimensions. Two dimensions. Keep, right, it's the constant. Right. Tension. We gotta, we gotta, I like that tension idea. It's yeah, just it's like constant tension. Intention makes me realize I'm never, I'm never, I've never arrived. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to get to fall in love with our stuff, right? We spend all day thinking about our stuff, whatever you sell, whatever you do. Uh, we think about it all the time. We go in meetings, we talk about it. We think about it when we go to bed. Well, hopefully not, but we wake up, we're thinking about it. We are, and, then, and then all of a sudden the audience, the, the, the customer appears and we spend, and, and all of a sudden we, we want to tell them about our stuff. And, this, and that's where we're most comfortable rather than saying, it starts with them, which is where all my preps now that I've been doing, you know, making sales presentations now for, I don't know how many years, too many to count. All my prep is around talking about them. My presentations are on point when I can go to every key point and say, this is what you think about this, or let me tell you about you. And that's where I have to think about that. Cause I can't, I can't memorize that. That's right. fresh every time. So uh, I think that's a great point, Kelly. And and, and the last thing is um, we changed it to easy. And I want to say something about um, to simple instead of easy, because literally um, everybody's looking for easy. Yeah. Mm. Simple, simple is never means easy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some clear commands, love your wife. That's simple. I don't, I don't need to go to seminary to figure out what that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Easy. Have you met her? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that did, was very loving. If you did, you would we know. would say that was yeah. easy. It was easy. <laughs> Guys, Correct. we're starting to move into a whole nother podcast, yeah. <laughs> which I think is yeah. uh, probably a good transition. Let's good just transition. wrap it up with it. <laughs> so we want to be simple, right? Be simple. But, I like it. And then even the, the, the Aslan stuff, it's not super complex. It's really relative, relatively simple. Yeah. But easy to be other centered. No, you got to check yeah. your compass mm -hmm. moment by moment. Yeah. Hey, I'm constantly, I mean, I've been teaching take the trip where we're supposed to not tell our, you know, our perspective first, but take the trip and see the other person's perspective before we share our point of view. I've been teaching that for 30 years. I struggle with that still. 
you know, when I walk into a meeting or I have a conversation with my spouse or kids, like the first thing I want to do is go, well, let me tell you a different point of view, like versus take the time to validate their point. It's just so simple, <laughs> but it's never going to be easy. Never. All right, let's close with our last right, let's two get, questions. Let's pick one question. Do you want to do both or you want to do two? We, I think, well, it depends on his answer to one. If it's well, answer, yeah, let's see yeah, how long his answer is. Okay. Favorite restaurant tab, because we're building our restaurant list. Favorite restaurant. That is true. We no, no, no. Uh, requirements, no, no constraints. What's Any your restaurant. favorite restaurant? There is a restaurant here in Covington, Louisiana called Gallagher's. Gallagher's. Okay. And in Covington, Louisiana. It doesn't matter what you order. It's all great. <laughs> it's going to be our description. It wow. doesn't matter. <laughs> this doesn't matter. I mean, I've tried to cross them up a couple of times and, and like what, Oh, I'm going to get something different that way. No, I mean, everything is just... All right, how far is it across Lake Pontchartrain from New Orleans to... to, to 30 uh, Gallagher's. 30 minutes? Oh, there's actually one in Mandeville. There's two. Mandeville. So there's one in Mandeville and one in Covington. Mary and I have been a few times, and it's always amazing. And if I want to gift someone a dinner, I always do that because I know it's going to be a grand slam. Beautiful. Wow. So it's not too far from New Orleans. No. If, if you guys are ever in New Orleans. All right. I think that'll, that should wrap it up tab. Any, yep. any last thoughts before we close or close them, close us out? No, I, I just, once again, I thank you, Kelly. Um, just for sharing your, your, some, some nuggets with us and, um, and some just learning from you. I mean, just the, the years of experience you've had and we're grateful that you joined us and we wish you the best, my friend. I am so grateful. And, um, and you guys had a lot to do with, um, me as a communicator, I think you didn't reference that near enough how much you had to work with me. <laughs> Seriously. Naturally uh, born, uh, my friend. Naturally uh, born. Easy, yeah, easy to work with. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Seriously, Kelly. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for joining us, sharing your wisdom that you've learned. And, and for those listening, if you like the podcast, let us know. That's what encourages us to continue continue this journey. So we appreciate you listening. Um, thanks again, Kelly, Tab, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week.